0: Folks, welcome back to train wreck tonight, 297 sponsored by your place to buy a case outlet liquor. I am maniac. We might be joined along the way uh, by some guests here, but we'll see, but you can't, you know, really recap the past week, weekend, etc. cetera, uh, you know, without talking about digs. So we'll get into it here. Let's face it. You know, Unless you're living under a rock, which would actually be beneficial in this situation, probably if you're a Bills fan, you've been hearing it from every angle. Um, You know, it started last week, Tuesday, when he wasn't at camp a mandatory camp and McDermott said there was some worry there. Besides that, it led to a lot of speculation, a lot of what people have compounded on and um, you know, from there, not much has really happened with the actual situation. Dig showed up, and all was seemingly well. Uh, the Bills social, the Bills communications, definitely want you to think that all is well. With it said, this <laughs> it's this situation is maniacal in more ways than one. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a scene uh, in the Lost World, Jurassic Park two. The trailer convoy is hanging off the edge of the cliff, and w- one of the you know protagonist falls onto the glass and as she tries to put pressure on the glass the glass starts splintering okay it starts kind of going off in every direction based on the pressure and i'm not saying that you know the team is splintering or anything like that but it does seem like other situations this this splinter is causing other situations to kind of come to the surface, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, obviously, they wish they had handled it in a smoother fashion, but they didn't. It unleashed full Q&As for every, you know, player there and whatnot. But then you go to, again, the compounding, the splintering. Like I said, you have the Carton report today that says Diggs is upset with his contract in some form and Hopkins not being acquired, which I guess makes some sense. Um, You know, and some is a very, you know, loose use of that word because a lot of people are saying it basically makes none whatsoever. But... It kind of makes sense that there's something going on, because obviously there's some rift between Diggs and the unit of the team. Everyone's trying to solve that mystery, I guess. But then, yeah, you look at the other news stories with Leslie Frazier and McDermott taking over during 13 seconds. Again, it all goes to that splintering. Once you get the one story, all these other things start to come to the surface. That's why it can really compound. That's why the national media is kind of, you know, what? Drooling at the at the bit to kind of get after these bill stories, whether they're true, whether they're false. You know, a lot of people are, you know, calling out some of these uh outlet saying like it's much to do about nothing. And I think it is much to do about nothing once you look back at it. But the bottom line is that they didn't contain it out of the gate. It got out of their control and now they're dealing with the, you know, the repercussions of that. So with that said, putting a bow on it, I don't think it's much to do about nothing. Um it is funny to see some of the people in, you know, the Bills community kinda going at each other or saying like we're still doing this and you know, kind of debating what's supposed to be divulged by McDermott and what's not so on and so forth. I think the moral of the story is if everyone could hit a button right now and just fast forward the 10 weeks to the season, well, we would do so. And by the way, 83 days until Bill's kickoff Monday night football against the Jets. So we'll be looking forward to that, uh, but let's get into the rest of the weekend recap. Uh, a lot of it was championship celebrations. You saw obviously Denver um, we saw going on with Vegas doing their celebration at night with how drunk William Carlson was, but obviously with us all. Oh, and speaking of which, speaking of championship celebrations, let's get him in here. He might just still be actually hydrating Jay Lazzy, Johnny Lazarus. Thanks for joining the show, buddy.
1: What's going on? What I miss.
0: Not much. We were just talking. We were dealing. We got the drama out of the way from Stefan Diggs. That was probably completely clips to you over the past week. Talk to me about your, First off, start, me, start with me the last week from the moment Vegas won the Stanley Cup, skating around on the ice. You're down there taking photos, blowing up media. Talk to me between now and then what you've been up to.
1: Well, since this is a Buffalo-based show, I got to say I've had the best time with Jack Eichel. Of uh, course,
0: everyone's loving you for that.
1: You guys lost a good one, huh? What a guy. But uh, I'm sure I'll get a lot of hate for that one. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm still definitely recovering. My internal clock is all messed up. Uh, actually headed to Nashville on Sunday for the NHL draft and awards, um, so that'll be fun. But yeah, man, Vegas is uh, as advertised. That was my first time ever there, and that team definitely knows how to party. And what a better city, or what better city to party in than Vegas, huh?
0: I know it is kind of frustrating because on one bit, I want to hate Jack Eichel. I want to be upset, but I mean, winning a championship and being able to party in Vegas just seems like the greatest thing I was looking at my clock. I'm like, Oh my God, it's eight 45 PM in Vegas right now. And those guys are getting to celebrate. It would seem like a time. Well, anything you can divulge. I know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but it looked like you were making the photo ops. looks like you guys had a great night that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was awesome. And, and I will say just like to the Jack Eichel thing, um, you know, I was with a couple buddies who people might know, Mike Grinnell, uh, Chris and Dan Powers, and Red from uh, Empty Netters. And, you know, we had the privilege of hanging out with Jack till, like, 6 a.m., just, like, literally the the five of us and his girlfriend and his buddy at a bar, like, maybe eight of us. um, You know, just kind of having, like, a genuine conversation, no phones out, no cameras, just, like, talking to him and getting his raw, like, feelings on, you know, winning the cup and coming back from injury and you know, just as like overall day to day. And, um, you know, that's something that you rarely ever get the opportunity to do. And, you know, this is toward the end of the night where like he's kind of sobering up a little bit. Like we were just kind of having, you know, food, not really, uh, drinking as much anymore, but, um, to talk to a Stanley cup champion, you know, six hours after they win it, their first one and just have them kind of open up to a Like I was a stranger. I've never met Jack. And to have him open up to us was, uh, was something I'll definitely never forget. So we could talk about, you know, going to Omnia and seeing Aiden Hill, rap Eminem with Steve Aoki and them lifting the cup in a club. But that's not like what I'll take away. It's definitely the, you know, intimate, like eight people, you know, hanging out with Jack. I go till 6. am in Vegas. Like that's, that's the story I'll tell forever. Was probably.
0: everyone on the same page as far as the post game plans? I mean, it seems like there's no shortage of options in Vegas. I mean, but everyone, I would have to assume that unit was pretty tight and wanted to be at the same spot, obviously.
1: Well, I think everyone went to Omnia. So, like, that was the place to go. Like, Steve Aoki was performing. Um, that's where the whole team went, like, at 1 a.m., like, probably, like, right after they, you know, got some food in them, got changed at the rink and whatnot. And then, you know, after being there for two, three hours, you know, guys obviously get buckled and we've all wandered drunk somewhere. Right. So uh, the place I was at was really just Eichel, Kolasar and Haig. Uh, those three just seem to have stayed a little bit later than the others because, you know, a lot of guys have families and whatnot. So, um, you know, we were leaving. We were going home from Omnia when we bumped into them uh, in the lobby of Caesars Palace. And they were like, we're going to McMullen's, which is like some random dive bar two and a half miles off the strip. And we were like, all right, let's just follow them there and see what happens. Um, So, yeah, we got to hang out with the three of them. And Kolasar and Haig didn't make it as late as Jack did. But, yeah, the team was together for most of the night. And then, you know, as the night went on, they kind of dispersed a little bit.
0: And it was quite a journey for the Golden Knights, quite a journey in this NHL playoffs I'll, I'll be honest, folks. Sometimes when I say, you know, I'm happy for a person or something, I'm really not. I'm actually jealous. <laughs> and upset that they had the tremendous opportunity that I didn't get. I'm, I'm envious. I'm, I'm green with envy. When I was watching Johnny Lazarus on all these broadcasts, meeting Henrik <laughs> Lundqvist, all this stuff. I mean, it just seemed it brought a legit tear to my eye. I, I don't I, you know, I look back because I was going to say what a difference a year makes from last year when you and I are doing, you know, the money puck thing, watching the Rangers run and everything. But you kind of planted the seeds for what happened this NHL playoffs, last NHL playoffs, when you were grinding on those YouTube streams and everything like that with uh, JSB and whatnot. I mean, talk to me about, for you, how surreal this journey was. I mean, because you lived it out, man. You lived a fantasy for for hockey sports fans. And I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but for yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still like, you know, I'm not going to lie. There, There's people who... You know, you might say you don't watch your own highlights or watch your own stuff. Like, I've been watching the stuff I've done the last like two weeks over and over, and and I typically don't watch myself, but I'm still like coming to the fact that I was like holding an NHL microphone, like talking to these people that I've idolized my whole life because I haven't really. uh, Did you go? Oh, he's back. Uh, You good, maniac? Watch my stuff uh, over and over and whatnot, but. Uh, you got me now?
0: I stranded you. I left you on an island. No, you're good. All of you're a sudden, good. I'm at myself. I'm frozen for uh, five minutes. But, yeah, I mean, dude, the journey, I've been trying to follow along as I'm watching on the other screen here. I mean, <laughs> like, just, I mean, as a mean, fa- I, I mean, it was, it was quite a transformation because last NHL playoffs, you were a fan virtually the whole way. You went to Eastern Conference Finals Game 7. It was like you didn't even have a moment to breathe in a weird way. Did it feel the same way this time, even though it was just kind of your professional, uh, you know, career going at that point?
1: Um, I, th- I think last year was a little bit more surreal. Um, you know, I had no like on camera experience really aside from my own podcast. Like I'd never done live stuff. Uh, this year I, I'd, I'd gotten a lot of reps. You know, I was doing color commentary for UMass games, which was awesome. And, um, you know, got to do multiple shows and whatnot. Uh, you know, NHL fantasy draft show and, uh, other just like live betting shows and, and all that stuff. So, you know, this year and I worked with a broadcast coach actually, who's unbelievable. Jill Montgomery, she's helped me a lot. Um, you know, I've practiced with her and got over film with her and, and all that stuff. So, you know, I've taken it really seriously this year. So, you know, last year was more of like, I'm doing this cause I love it. And if it turns into a career, like hopefully it does, but you know, never in a million years did I really think it would happen, especially in one or two years, you know, like, um, so yeah, it this did. year things, me,
0: things escalated quickly. It got out of yeah. hand fast there, Lazzy. Next thing you know, you're in Vegas yeah. next to Hank. Brick killed a
1: guy. Uh <laughs> uh, you know, like it was uh it definitely escalated quickly. And it's it's you know, I'm definitely one of those guys that's like go, 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 go. And and I do have a hard time like sitting back and appreciating what I've just done. But that's something I'm I'm working on is like, you know, truly celebrating the little things and um, you know, trying to like understand what i've done and, and what's next and whatnot so like you know this last week i've you know tried to see all my friends that i haven't seen in the last like two months like go to dinner and you know just enjoy like kind of having this time off because i know once i get a little bit bored like i'll be dying to be busy again that's just kind of how we operate in sports right like you're yeah, always in the no. mood always doing something like you know how many hulu shows can i watch the next two months you know like
0: i don't know what the oh hell yeah it's time to grind some bupkis for sure
1: yeah but no, yeah,
0: but man, that, I, dude, I could could not be more for real with you. And again, I say like, so awesome to see you in this spot. So awesome to see you, the opportunities. Now I know we're going to relax the next couple of weeks, but in the big picture, because I know your wheels are always turning. Where, where do you like, what, what is the next step? Like what's the next thing? Cause you watch a ton of filming yourself, things like that. Where do you want to improve? What's next steps do you want to take for, uh, for Jay Lazzy 23? And then that's fear.
1: Well, I mean, I, well, first of all, next step for me, I got to find a team to play in the Chicklets cup up in Buffalo. I got to get there. So I need a team. I need a team. I need to be a ringer for somebody or something. You got to find me a spot. Uh, Cause I don't really know that many people up in Buffalo, but I'd love to go there. Cause I've only heard good things about the uh, Chicklets cup up there, but um, you know, what's next for me. I still don't really know. I kind of dip my toes in a lot of different pools and, you know, try to see what the best opportunity is for myself. Um, you know obviously I hope to do more stuff with NHL players like that's kind of my dream I've always wanted to interview players Uh, you know I'd love to have like you know a show where I bring current players on and just kind of talk about the day-to-day and like you know talk about the trending stories like that's something that I would dream of but um, you know I, I I'm a day-by-day guy like you know I got an opportunity last week that I would have never thought of that I got this you know like I'm going to the NHL draft on on Sunday to go to Nashville which like last week I didn't have planned you know like um things just kind of happen quickly and got to be able to react and adapt. And I don't even know what next week will bring. So
0: dude, that's so yeah. huge. Cause I mean, just, you know, the fact that you've been on these screens, now, the fact that you've been on these telecasts, the fact that you've been on these broadcasts, you're a guy. So you're now in that discussion when they're like, Hey, we need so-and-so to do this. We need so-and-so to do that. It's not like, Oh yeah, we got this bright up and coming guy, Jay Lazzy, you know, but he's never, you know, he hasn't been there. He's been there. He's been in the spots and he's ready for the opportunities. So I love to see that. Speaking of opportunities, wow, your gambling season, people really started coming after you at the end there, huh?
1: Yeah. Well, I got cold a little bit and then I had that tweet. Actually, it's funny. So it was my best friend and roommate. We were just kind of having an argument because it was Dallas versus value. Seattle. What's up? Value. It's yeah, all about value. Yeah. So you right? were, <laughs> we were, uh, we were talking about, uh, Dallas versus Seattle game seven. The stars were like minus two thirty-five, And he was like, that's a good bet. Like they're going to, like, they're going to win. And I was like, dude, I have no chance in hell of taking a team minus 235 in a game seven where like anything can happen. Like that is terrible value. And he was explaining to me the math behind value. And I was, I was more in the emotional stage Did not think it through. I was by far in the wrong and I tweeted it and I tried to burn him and it immediately backfired and went at me and never in a million years did I think the entire Vegas gambling community would get on me, but they did. And sometimes you just got to own it, you know, like I was wrong and, I wasn't going to defend myself. Like I had nothing to defend. Yeah, just so. like you,
0: just like you've been owning people with those uh, yeah. UMass clips all year. Oh, yeah, it, you know, what, 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 what this guy's doing on the timeline, but uh, Hey, before we let you go, are you going to get into uh, betting baseball at all over the summer? Here, I mean, there's not, there's not much for the next 80 to uh, hundred days here.
1: I really hope not. Like I really just stick to hockey. Uh, if I'm betting baseball, I'm really bored, which uh, you know, hopefully isn't the case, but um, yeah, hockey and basketball, basketball, I dabble in too, cause I love the NBA. Um if I go to a baseball game, I'll I'll put a bet on it. Maybe a nerfy here and there, but
0: that's about it. I don't really bet. You know, I'm
1: not sitting here watching a nine-inning baseball game.
0: You got your off season started strong with the the Laviolette scoop. You had you had a couple of yeah. uh, sprinkles there?
1: Yeah, the the Michael Pecca uh hiring, which I guess still isn't necessarily officially announced, but it's been confirmed by a lot of reporters, so
0: Makes the Hopefully scoop even come. better. Johnny Lazarus making yeah. it happen. But uh dude, thanks for copping on. Obviously, thanks for make sure you're not still hungover from all that. It could still be wearing. But uh dude, looking forward to a big summer. And before we know it, it'll be a puck drop on the season again. So make sure you get that rest and relaxation in.
1: Thanks, maniac. Hopefully I see you at uh us cop in Buffalo.
0: Seriously, hope to see you sooner than later, Jay Lazzy. Make sure you're following him at Jay Lazzy23, some of the best hockey content and obviously gambling content, and other in the biz. Uh, as we roll on, we got some of the best content coming up. We have footage of the Buffalo Bandits Championship Parade, uh, as well as the Ponchos Army event from yesterday. Uh, but just real quick, getting into Bandit Mania and the parade. Last Thursday was a little surreal. Uh, It was Thursday, 5 o'clock. I was expecting Banditland to show out as they do for a championship, as Buffalo would do for a championship. My goodness. But seeing them come down, Washington coming down, them seeing the parade coming down towards uh, the Salem Field, Bison's Ballpark, just surreal. Makes you wonder what it could be with uh, the Sabres parade. we would probably have to shut the city down. And then if the Buffalo Bills ever win a Super Bowl, you would absolutely have to shut down the entire region and probably had the national guard on standby. And speaking of guarding and nationally, we have Wyndham Clark taking down the 2023 U S open. So this is a couple days old at this point, obviously with us missing Monday, but still a huge story. Nonetheless uh, on this show last week, I predicted that Ricky Fowler would win the 2023 U S open at 50 to one odds. He was the leader after 54 holes, the leader after day one, but he just simply ran out of steam, could not catch Wyndham Clark. That's bad for me. The good thing is that my guy, Rory, who I hate, couldn't catch him either. He was within a stroke the whole back nine, but Wyndham just held him off. The 18th hole is completely like a you know, disgrace to how that happened. Obviously, that drive that Wyndham had should have hooked completely out of bounds, uh, but he survived, and that's how you look up. But um, with one major kind of remaining in the season here, I would definitely keep an eye out for Scheffler uh, to avoid being shut out on the season and again macro the choke artist can't argue about anything there um and then getting into some sabers news today the latvian locomotive one year 2.5 million i believe it was for zemkis gergesons a lot of people are saying with him in the opposite they might even be like overpaid quote unquote but you know they're so far under the cap and whatnot anyways i mean it doesn't matter you give them a couple 800k right i guess that's what people are saying that's what people are communicating i've seen some uh, discourse that it could either be Jost or Gergensen's as far as making this team. Ultimately, I don't know how I feel necessarily about Gergensen's making it over Jost. I mean, you're definitely going with stability and what you know, but it felt like Tyson kind of added a, another gear uh, to this team for the second half of the year, the last, you know, 60 to 70% when he was with the squad. So I'm glad to have Zemgis back. Always good to have a guy with the first name Z on the team. You know, I believe that. He's been on the team for a while. Again, stability above all else in sports tends to prevail, uh, but hopefully Gron and GMKA making the right move there. And speaking of making moves, Megabyte Ronnie going to DC this weekend. So shout out Megabyte Ronnie. Shout out the Ponchos Army team for the event they this week. But coming up, Megabyte Ronnie is going to a Washington DC qualifier to qualify Nothing is given easy to Megabyte Ronnie. My man is a champ. That's why he's got a dog named champ. That's why he's got an unbelievably awesome wife named Ashley. He gets it all because he earns it. He works for it. He can't settle for anything less. And he will be going after it at the DC qualifying for Nathan's hot dog eating contest. If he wins there, he will move on or wins. I'm not sure there's certain threshold he has to hit, but if there's a threshold he has to hit, you know that Megabyte Ronnie is going to do it. So shout out to him. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Shout out to you for tuning in on everything. Make sure uh, you're following along at all of the platforms. Come on, pull them up here. Where are they again? Apple,
1: Spotify, Spotify, Spotify,
0: YouTube. 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 Make sure you're following along. And folks, we have footage coming up of the Bandits uh, Parade with some interviews there as well. And we have... Um, footage from Pancho's Army event yesterday, so that'll do it for us here. Make sure to go have a good night now. Folks, we are here with a true one Buffalo family. Who are we here with? Trevor. Cody. Max. Trevor, Cody, and Max. The Bandits are champions. Buffalo is champions. How do you feel? Good. It's amazing. Great. How has being a champion changed your life this last week and a half? Do you get to eat cereal for dinner? All right, well, maybe that's something we can consider. Anything that's changed with your life since you become a champion? Uh, it's nice to see a championship in Buffalo, finally. Love to hear that. Are the Bisons, Bills, and Sabres on the way? Um, Maybe one of them. Okay, I'd like to hear it. What about you, young man? Anything changed since you became a champion? Anything changed since you got that ring? No. All right, love to hear it. His life has always been great. Buffalo's life has always been great. Let's go, Bandits. Go, Bandits. Folks, we are here at alumni Plaza where the bandits are champions and bandit land is here to celebrate. I'm here with TJ. TJ, how you feeling?
1: I'm feeling awesome.
0: Feeling awesome. You're looking awesome. Every hair is in the exact right spot. How'd you get that going on? Is that just championship vibes? Uh, go to Chiefs barber parlor. That's, that's how, that's how I get this haircut. That's 2023 for you. This kid's making plugs left and right. He is electric. With that said, how has your life changed since you became a champion? Thanks to these bandits.
1: I mean, it's been awesome knowing that one Buffalo sport has finally, one Buffalo team has finally won a championship. <laughs> I
0: know. Would you take? Would you take one Super Bowl in the next 80 years?
1: I would definitely take a Super Bowl.
0: Seriously. With that said, TJ, does this train ever stop? Mm, no. Nope. Let's go, bandits. <laughs>
1: Hey, 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 what's good, what's good, what's good? You know it's always live on Power 96.5. And, you know, when it always drop, that train never stops, baby. Let's go.
0: Folks, we are live here at Springville Country Club. I'm here with the head honcho, well, co-head honcho, I guess, because we don't want Anthony to get too upset. But here with Tommy Sievert. Tommy, last year, the second annual... Poncho's army golf outing here at Springville Country Club. Last year you were a little bit more tense. I think you were on the verge of a mental breakdown. I'm just going to say that like conservatively. Seems like it's smooth sailing so far as we get ready for, you know, tee off in about 90 minutes here.
1: Yeah, cuz we came and set up half the stuff yesterday instead of doing everything 2 hours before the event. So, you live and you learn. I mean, we made like a couple mistakes last year. You you learn from it, you
0: move on, right? So, you know what the best kind of ship is? Leadership love to see that so what's gonna be the key for having a good round out here You're playing with Anthony is dad, and a uh, buffalo shouts.
1: Yeah, my dad actually my d- and he's broken right now So he's probably gonna make all our pots me and Anthony will hammer the drives out there We can't win it anyway, but we'll probably come with the best score But we can't win our own tournament. You
0: know what I mean? So. It'd be kind of like when Jim helper won employee of the year By the way speaking well Anthony you are popping in and out get over here. What's gonna be the key to victory today for whoever takes it down? Listen,
1: keeping Your head down slow back Hammer that ball, baby. Let's
0: go. Hammer that ball. That's what it's all about today. Poncho's Army second annual event. And if you can't make it here today to Springville Country Club, where we're having time, go to ponchosarmy.org to find out how you could help today. Let's go. Buffalo! Folks, we are here at Springville Country Club, but we're here with a man who's shooting not golf balls, but, but digital photography. Joe Croom, Kroom Photos. How are we doing, sir? Living the dream. Trying not to wake up. Seriously, it is a BEA beautiful day here. We got golfers all over the course. They just started. We just heard the horn. What are you looking to get on, as far as footage, as far as content today?
1: Uh, definitely some footage. just want to show some support to Anthony since I can't play golf today. So, you know, it's kind of cool what he's doing. This is his second year. You know, I love to see the, the growth, especially, you know, everybody kind of coming back. Who were here last year, which is super cool.
0: Does Bill's Mafia even need like an excuse to get out here and just start getting rowdy? I mean, it just seems like organized chaos already here at Springville Country Club. Oh, not a, not a chance. Like, I feel like if you just mention one little thing, like the 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 lineup here, like, you
1: know, you you could say that you put a little little gem on Twitter and everybody's here.
0: Love to see that gems on Twitter. Make sure you're following Chrome Photos. Let's have a day. Let's go, Bill. <laughs> we